Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode number 115. On today's very dongy episode, Simone has dong news, Steffi has dong news, and massive dong Mark Driscoll has resigned. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, dong? I'm dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, dong? I'm doing kind of weird. I'm dong kind of weird because Mark Driscoll resigned yesterday after all my years of mocking him and trying to get the word out about much he sucks. He just up and quit. And um, people are saying, aren't you so happy? And I'm like, not really, because he's not going anywhere. (laughs) Right, right. Because that's what I thought. I was like... Yeah, er Yeah. well, initially, uh, yeah, people are like, oh, this is great. And I was like, why am I not happy? You know, I should be happy. And then I'm, I'm sitting with my feelings and figuring them out. Like I've learned in therapy to do. And I'm going, it's because the systems that he taught and put into motion in Mars Hill Church and across, you know, Christian culture, Christendom are still there. And he acted like right. such a martyr in his resignation letter that, or yeah, it was like uh, the such a joke like it's supposed to be an apology i suppose and there's nothing apologetic Uh in it and i'm like this dude right is just as much of an oil salesman as ever and he's just going to become like a super virus that's resistant to back to antibiotics (laughs) 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 but anyway this is something though i think it's yeah i don't want to be too like sour grapes about it because it is exciting you know so in some ways it's a development so yeah Um. i mean like how because um, we were having sort of this discussion in the uh, in the comment thread when you posted that, but like how how high do you think he could rise again um, post this resignation and scandal? Because mm-hmm. somebody, I think Lauren mentioned something about Ted Haggard, and I was like, well, he's doing well. And I was being sarcastic and posted awesome. a link to his <laughs> his his appearance on uh, on uh, Celebrity Wife Swap, which I thought oh, was yeah. a major <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, but like, how is he? How is you know Ted Haggard doing? As far as I know, he has a giant church there in in uh-huh. Colorado Springs, and uh, yeah, it's it's just so interesting. Like, I think that that guy might have actually changed. Like, he seemed like a different person because he was like, he had, he actually admitted to doing bad things. Mark Driscoll hasn't admitted to doing anything. Right. <laughs> so. So you are now admitting that having sex with men when you're a yeah. man is a bad thing that's what you're admi- admitting because you just said what he admitted was a bad thing well I mean he says he thinks he did I know, something I know. bad yeah I know bless I know, his heart yeah. I'm um, giving you shit he's, he's, there's no way he's not still having sex with him which is extra exciting and I'm not going to put it past yeah. Driscoll, Mark Driscoll either um, someone was so funny today he's like he was he was saying something about gay porn and I'm like I'm like yeah you know that's that's some good shit it's double the dongs <laughs> double like, the dongs he's like do you think that that's like actually exciting or hilarious and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like it's kind of both <laughs> <laughs> more Gosh. dongs more hilarity but anyway more dongs more hilarity yeah let's let's ask Ted Haggard. <laughs> But um, yeah. I do wonder because Driscoll has so many supporters. Like you know, a lot of people still think he's amazing. And if you if you just look at, at the Mars Hill pages, <laughs> they think he's so great. Yeah. So we'll just see what happens. But it's kind of not. But e- is a, is a not Mark even... Driscoll fan kind of like a U two fan today? Yes. Just like the, this, like the this, the sad <laughs> the sad few that still like think that they're amazing and the greatest band in the world. Yeah, like you know, but, but the, the rest of us are like, yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure they are. No, no problem. Like, is that, you know, I, I just don't know the reach. I mean, the reach has definitely got to have diminished. A lot of people have got to have been slapped out of, uh, uh, slapped into their senses, you know. I just, I don't know. I think that a lot of them will be bewildered and then like, oh, where do I go now? And then they might go to another church that teaches like the same thing Mars Hill did. And, and the problem yeah, with Mark yeah. Driscoll is that he fostered a lot of that. And if he steps down, people are still going to be talking about the stuff he preached, even though he's gone. Yeah. So 
The we'll flip side happens. of that, though, is the kinds of people who gravitate towards that. Because Greg has said this about the Manson people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they're in this cult. They murder people for Charles Manson. They get convicted. They go, they're sentenced to prison, and then they find Jesus. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. Greg kind of sees it as being the same thing. Like they're just looking for something to latch onto and be obsessed with. You know, right. so it's and and it, and it's it's less Jesus or less Manson. It's it's a personality type that's looking for that. So, mm-hmm. um, so I wonder if the people that you know latch onto Driscoll are specifically looking for that kind of thing, and that just like awakens it in them. Yeah, I think def- I think definitely that it's, yeah. it's rare to wake up to that and go, oh my gosh, I was just looking for a leader. Like I see a lot of people going from bad church to bad church to bad church, right, or bad right, cult right. or bad cult or you know addiction to addiction. Yeah. Like you get sober on one thing but you don't deal with what's underneath it, and so you just get addicted to something yes. different, even though you're not drinking alcohol anymore or something. So, Yeah, um, yeah, the problems remain. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's something to consider, too, that the, the followers are, in a sense, bad as well, because they're, they're, they're seeking that out. Mm-hmm. They're looking for that kind of affirmation of, of what they, you know, of what they kind of have these deep-seated feelings. Like, say someone who's sort of got some misogyny at their core, but they've been raised in this liberal world of this this and that not being okay, and then somebody comes and says, oh, you should have your wife submit to you. It's like, they're going to be like, hell yeah! And they're going to, like, mm-hmm. come to life and just keep looking for somebody else who'll pat them on the back and say that that's okay. Yeah. So... Like, I I put the, like, for my Facebook cover photo today, I put the Seattle Times headlines, like, Mark Mark Driscoll resigns, you know, and um, John Worcester, you know, that guy, he he commented, he's like, how's this guy married? And I'm like, I don't think you understand how many women are out there who think this is a prize. They're, like, begging to be treated this way and obey some macho dude, you know, like... It's terrible, yeah. and it's to to most normal people, it seems like why would they do that? But there's so many people who want to. So, yeah, I do really like hearing the stories of women that you you hear from the flip side of that when they've come out from that, but they they can speak of when they were willingly involved mm-hmm. in that in that mindset, mm-hmm. and you know, and they thought they were doing the right thing, you know, but just you know, and then you can he- you finally hear the sadness, even though they seem so committed mm-hmm. to it and so devoted to that way of life, and then when they finally get a chance to speak, when they break free, that's when you hear, you know, the, the actual difficulty of living that life for them. Yeah, yeah, that seems rare to be able to come out of snap out of something that way. Um, yeah, I think yeah. It's, really it's usually difficult a process, do, a process of misery. It's a process of misery that that that, yes. that the, and the misery is often the reality mm-hmm. of that life. <laughs> and yeah, so, you kind of yeah, numb out you know, to I don't it. think it's a snapping out. It's a it's a it's a it's a gradual awakening. I think. I think that you have to like awaken to how much pain you're pressing down. Like I had a therapist who would say, just stop denying that life was as hard as it was for you. And um, right. that was major for me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to think, you know, that's how you get through things is you're like, it's fine. I can do this, you know, so I, yeah. I feel like that's part of it too. But I, I hope that something can happen. There can be, this can be a catalyst in some way. I'm just, I'm personally not super optimistic about it, ironically enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, at least it's not Driscoll. I mean, I guess, I guess the good thing is, is like Driscoll's been somewhat muted. I guess what the bad thing I think really is it doesn't, even if these people flock to Driscoll, like we were just saying, I think these people are looking to flock to somebody else, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so I think that, that the problem is less Driscoll and more this, this type of person. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, lucky for everyone, these people are in, are in massive supply. <laughs> we shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't have to yeah. look far. Oh, I have an exciting <laughs> story kind of. Um, my friend, oh, yeah, my friend drove by Mark Driscoll's house a few weeks ago, and um, uh-huh. it, you know you can find the address, you know, online. And it's this really ritzy, you know, part of Edmonds, which is up near Seattle. So anyway, um, all his house information, you know, it's like a million dollars and all this. So he finds the house and he sees Mark Driscoll sitting in a jeep out front, <gasps> and he says that he has on like Oakley sunglasses and a baseball hat. And he says that he looks like he's just furious. 
And he said he drove by. I know. He said, he goes, I can't describe what I was feeling as I drove by it. It was like there was rage, like, pulsing off of that vehicle. He goes, I wonder if he's practicing wow. for, like, special ops, like, if the news crew comes by again or something. <laughs> but he said, because, uh, you know, the week before, the Como News, local news, went to his house. And they're, like, they had a chopper over his house and, like, showing his big compound. Oh. And, and one of the news people went up to the gate and talked on the speaker and goes, yes, this is Como News. We'd like to talk to Mark Driscoll. And Mark Driscoll's voice through the intercom was like, nope, sorry, it's not me. I'm wrong house, wrong address. And it was totally him. It was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll link to that at dawnkingy.com. But oh, that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Great. Well, I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see how this unfolds. I guess, yeah, let's check in. What's the date today? Uh, October 16th. So let's see what the state of Mark Driscoll is October 16th, 2015. Ooh. Ooh. I can't wait to check in. This is fun. It's like it's a like time, a time capsule. capsule. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a dong. I owe you a dong. Did you have I thought a thing I was going to speak for the rest of the like, episode. Jinx, you owe me a coat. Did you have that? Uh, that American? No, I think we used to say... I, I think we had something and I don't remember what it is because then I got confused by when they did it on The Simpsons. So <laughs> what did they like, say on The um, Simpsons? I don't know. Uh... It's like, haha, Jinx, you uh, you can't talk till somebody says your name. So, um, oh, yeah, because yeah, Lisa, Lisa has a slumber party, and then they they Jinx Bart, and then he can't talk, and then he goes up to Homer trying to get him to like to, to say his name. He's like, what is it, young man? Speak to me, my son. And he just keeps saying ah. all these other things. <laughs> and then and then and then he never says it. And then Bart just goes, ah, say my name. And then uh, he's like, I'm Jinx. Say my name. And then Homer punches him for speaking. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so I'm so great. bad at Simpsons. You know all of them. Yeah, no, not only to a point. I'm pretty much, yeah, I'm finished. You know, past probably. Gosh, I'd say early two thousands. So wow. those were the best yeah, years, weren't been, they? Yeah. <laughs> so we've so, had this segging from uh, from the the darkness of Driscoll more darkness and we'll lighten the load later <laughs> in the show yeah sorry guys get it lighten the load dong related yes. news um yeah up here in Seattle we have um the closest detention center we have is in Tacoma and what this is is a they have them in 48 states these detention centers and they hold illegal aliens people who are here illegally usually people from central south america and mexico uh -huh. who come up and if they're um stopped for anything like a traffic violation or just like stopped on the street and they're like let me see your papers uh -huh. if they don't have their documentation they are taken to this prison except it's not prison it's like a legal holding facility mm -hmm. that they the government pays 165 dollars per inmate per day uh -huh. and it's because of some law i'll put it all on dongtini.com but my friend kote is she's from and she's very active in helping these people and advocating for them in court. Mm -hmm. And so she goes, she's translator, she's a social worker, and she does all this stuff. So I went down with her to help protest how there's this one family in particular that Cote has, has met. She represented them in court, took them on, mm -hmm. and it's this man named Ramon, and he was stopped for speeding and like you know just going like five miles over the limit and uh -huh. his whole family was in the car and they took him away and his like three-year-old daughter ashley carries his well she's five now but she carries this these pictures around two pictures of him holding her when he, she was a baby uh -huh. like she she carries around all the time she's like i miss my papa i miss him and <gasps> and every night she she goes i i thought it was a nightmare and i woke up and it was real they took my daddy away and he's just in there just like roasting you know or, you know <laughs> marinating or roiling in there for no reason and yeah. he's like had all these appeals and the that Cote just says it's so frustrating because it's a civil offense it's not a criminal offense but they're treating them like criminal right, you know right. it's like it's really not that bad of a crime to be here illegally you know like they want to yeah. do work and you know you just focus on all these you know yeah. drunk drivers and, you know. yeah so it's just so it just feels so hopeless and I went down there and just it just the vibe was so terrible and the families were so sad and Cote says that the waiting room during visiting hours is just the most depressing thing because there's little babies and you know yeah. small children who want to see their dads and they can't it's just they're all crying and they want to be held by their dads and they can't be and uh, so anyway I mean it's I mean, so hard to find any news coverage on this but stuff wouldn't it be better to deport them the whole family than to just hold them like this I think so 
I think so. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but but the government pays so much, I mean, they receive so much money from these private funds. Right. I'll put all the information at dongtini.com. So that's their incentive to not, and so Cote's like, we need to lobby against this legislation. But I, after I went to visit, I took a picture with Ramon's wife, and I put it on Facebook, and I'm like, everybody call your congressman on this day to petition for his release. And they got so many calls that he just unplugged his phone. <gasps> and he quit answering them. Wow. Because they can do that. Yeah. And then when Cote went to, to say, you know, please release him, they're like, nope, another six months. <sighs> then we'll have another hearing. So oh. it's I, I'm just so discouraged by it. So if you hunt, you can find like a few coverage stories. Uh, you know, a couple national news coverage things, and they're just like, oh, this is so sad. But I mean, it's it's not <laughs> it's not something that they want out there and so no, no. I just wanted to mention it here because I have a bit of a platform I suppose with social media and Dongtini and yeah yeah and you know 48 states and lots of countries they have these things oh so yeah they have it in Australia as well too and yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, these people um there's these people smugglers and they're like bringing people um from these countries over to australia and then um once they land they get put into detention centers immediately mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. kind of left there to, to rot you know and it's it's a it's an ongoing problem in australia because yeah now they're like i heard something read something recently they're trying to ship them off to indonesia or or, or, or malaysia or something you know and i'm like why you know why did the, just making it not our problem like we're just carting them off somewhere else you know what i mean and they just get treated mm-hmm. so badly and held in detention for doing nothing wrong you know because mm-hmm. they're so desperate to get out of their, their fucked up countries and and people treat it like it's all this money wasted but i mean it's such a small amount mm-hmm. compared to all this other waste that's going on but it's one of those things where where people you know it gets built up to be this bigger issue than it is in terms of financial cost to the country you know so and then it is expensive yes. but yeah it's just a fucking mess there it has been for years putting these people in detention mm-hmm. centers yeah that's right people keep t- complaining about all these people that the, that's right the, sorry not the not the the expense sorry but the amount of people coming trying to come in illegally everyone's like send them back send them back and again this is big part of australia's racism which i talk about but um mm-hmm. but that's because people see these poor people coming in on boats and think like that's the big problem not realizing that we have a bigger problem of illegal immigrants of people that come in legally and just overstay their visa from all all over the place mm-hmm. that's where the the bulk of people illegal immigrants are in australia but nobody cares yeah. about that because they're not coming in tragically on the boat looking poor you know so yeah, yeah good point yeah so um it's really fucked up i know up. two people who have overstayed their visas and they're like don't tell anybody you know yeah Oh. And I'm like, I would never, because you have a job, you pay taxes, like, why the fuck would I say anything? Yeah, so. yeah. And even still, <laughs> I don't care if they're over here. Yeah. So before we move on, speaking of all these other countries, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to mention, I was looking at um, one of these things I used to use to, to, to look at how where our downloads were coming from. I hadn't looked in ages, but in the last few months, we've had people downloading Dongtini in Japan, the Philippines, Egypt, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Iran, Nigeria, Latvia, El Salvador, Honduras, Pakistan, Ukraine, and Taiwan. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Seriously, so, was just, that an accident? Like, how did they find I, That's what I kept wondering. Like, with these accidents, surely these were accidents. Especially the Taiwan. Maybe it was they thought it was something related to a Dong family member. <laughs> And it wasn't, but um, especially anyway, yeah. No, but there's like in Saudi Arabia, there's multiple downloads, like like really? yeah, repeated downloads. Yeah, what? a bunch of those are like repeat downloads. So I was like, wow. So if you're if you're chiming in from any of these countries uh, or any other oddball country that I have not mentioned, oddball countries. <laughs> I'm from an oddball country. I better go and raise my hand as a dong teeny listener. But yeah, no, really, like, send us an email, Simone at dongtini.com or Stephanie at dongtini.com. We'd love to hear from you and know what it's like to listen to dongtini in your country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us why the hell you're, you're downloading us. It's yes. Does it sound different? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Greg has a Neil Hamburger fan. Like, he's had some guys in the military that have, like, bought stuff from him and he's, like, oh, sell- sending awesome. it to, yeah, to, like, those, you know, bizarre, um, you know military addresses so yeah so that's exciting that is exciting but, uh, 
Anyway, now a few weeks ago, um, our friend Jonah's sister July wrote a, uh, a piece that was in the Houston Chronicle, um, and you reposted this and I reposted this, so I know you love it, but um, it was, this guy had written a piece for the Houston Chronicle about why he likes open doors for women, and then the, the subtitle was, and don't call me a chauvinist, oh. you know, it's so he's, yeah, so he already like set off, um, you know, telling women, you know, how this was to feel about this and he just goes on and I, when I first read it I could he, he was being polite but there was just something a little little off about mm -hmm. it you know and he talks about how when like he tries to pull a chair back for a woman and she's like confused and he keeps trying to do it and he talks about how she's disrupting this beautiful dance like he puts so much stock into yeah it was so disrupting fucked. this beautiful dance this beautiful dance it's like guess what maybe it's not a beautiful dance with her autonomy it's like just <laughs> yeah, so oh, fucked no. up. So, because he'll say like he'll he'll go to he'll go towards a chair with the means to pull it out. Mm -hmm. So she thinks, oh, he's gonna sit there. So then she goes to the other chair, and then he goes to that chair, and then she he's trying to pull it out, oh, and she's God, all confused. It. It's like you need to stop at this point, you fuckwit. You know. So <laughs> it's and anyway, he just keeps talking about how, what he's trying to do and how it makes him feel good. And anyway, so um, July wrote this great response piece to it, explaining why um why what he's doing is all for him and you've got to kind of like listen and pay attention to the other person like you know mm -hmm. she, the, the 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 closing line was so great but mm -hmm. now i don't have it in front of me wait no i do have it in front of me um oh yeah so he asked the question what's a man to do these days and she said listen mr hopkins he's supposed to listen mm. which i thought was was so so great but what was mm -hmm. the other great thing that she said hold on let me just find it Oh yeah, yeah. This was this was the thing I love the most. Um, respecting anyone is about treating them the way they want to be treated. It's not about how you want to treat them or what you want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much because he was just talking about what he's trying to do. I'm trying to show you respect. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if somebody doesn't like something, it's not respect. You know, if you make someone uncomfortable and they roll their eyes when you try and force your way into opening the door for them, like don't you're doing this all for you and you don't respect what they want at all and i really loved that she said that because it really kind of you know yeah that to me that that was the and it's funny because i posted this on my my facebook and then and i and i pulled that quote from it and mm -hmm. then i um saw uh my mom had commented mm -hmm. and i was like oh no i was like terrified because i thought she would be all like no, I think men should pull the do open the doors. And what's wrong with women that don't yeah. appreciate? Like I thought she'd be all like that, but instead she was like super interested. Like this wow. is great. This is great. More people should read this and digest it. Top one. <laughs> she said awesome. top one. <laughs> yeah, so I was really proud Aww. that my mom, you know, saw it the way I did. Because you know she's old-fashioned in some ways, but yeah. she's also very self-sufficient in other ways. So yeah. I just kind of d did not give her the benefit of the doubt and thought she'd go with the old-fashioned, <laughs> you know, chivalrous uh, way. But anyway, she didn't. So anyway, it was a great piece, and I'll link to it on the um, uh, on uh, the podcast. I'm actually going to meet July next week. Yeah. Oh. In Houston. Coming, yeah. Oh, you're going to Houston. That's right for that trade I'm show. I'm going to Houston. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah. 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 So um, because yeah, July lives in Houston, and I, as being a Texan expatriate, like I totally understand what it's like. The culture there is. You know, growing up in the South, guys act like it's some big, huge prize to open your door for you. Like, they will run to open it before you get there. And I always loved it. I always right. thought it was amazing. And then I married uh -huh. someone from San Francisco who never held my door, and I had to get used to that. Like, I never told him to hold oh, my door. Really? But I had to get used to it. It was weird for me. Right. And so now I'm like... I think that there would have been a long time there. I know there would have been a long time where I've been like, what's the matter with them holding the door? And now I can see it, it stems. Yeah. Like, it's a simple act and it's a tradition, but just think about what it comes from. It comes from ownership of women, oppression of women. And yet yeah. I can see how they think it's just a lovely, respectful thing to do. So yeah, um, yeah. it just all comes down to like, what does it come from? And, and, you know, things about slavery, which are very taboo and politically incorrect because they point to a time when, when people, a group of people were really oppressed. It's the exact same thing. It's just not on our radar exactly. as much like slavery yeah. stuff was racism yeah. stuff. So 
Yeah. Totally, totally. But that's the thing with it too, is though, is that I don't think it's wrong if somebody attempts to do that because they're used to. It. I don't think a, a man trying that is is you know mm-hmm. uh, trying to enforce something on 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 women necessarily and women who like it. I don't think that's wrong either. But the problem with this guy is that he mm-hmm. he's forcing what he what he wanted to do. Exactly. Like, that's I'm exactly trying to do this beautiful thing, and you need to like it. You need to appreciate it. And that's what was fucking wrong with it. You know, yeah. not just. I mean, you know, it's unnecessary. You know. As you said, it's it comes back from all this other oppression. So, and it is slowly slipping away anyway. But this prick's insistence that it's got to be loved and appreciated—that's what was complete horseshit. Yeah. So yep. yeah, that's totally it. I mean, it just so, goes to show like how rampant the not listening thing is. Like that, the way that guy responded to July was terrible. So. Yeah, yeah. Just discouraging. Yeah. So still on the subject of feminism, did you? Um, uh, hear Emma Watson's UN speech? I did. Wasn't it great? I liked it a lot. And have you been keeping up with the criticism she's getting for it? I've kept up with some of it. I know that she had some threats um, to expose yeah. nudie yeah. pictures of her soon afterwards. But 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 before we get oh, to I that, oh, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, we'll I guess we'll we'll go from the beginning for anyone who didn't hear it. But Emma Watson, also known as Hermione Granger from the beloved book and film series Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> Um, She uh, gave a speech um, at the UN about this new project called um, He for She, which as somebody described, it's an unfortunate name, but it's a a good thing. So it was essentially talking about how um, equality and feminism is important for both sexes. It's not just about elevating women above men, but you know that it's and but you know it's it benefits everybody you know and that you know it it helps women get what they deserve for you know the work they do and just being treated fairly but it also mentioned that it benefits men because men aren't held to the standard of you know having to be strong and having to do all this other stuff like you know i think i've talked about that before that men similarly get held to this difficult standard you know albeit the highest standard over women but you know the whole thing the whole setup is hard for everybody you know and if it was equal then you know men can cry and you know women can boss their husbands around and it's just two different personality types it doesn't make her bossy and and him a pussy you know what i mean it's just that's the dynamic of that relationship you know so um it's a very negative uh, way to look at it but it's part of it it's part of it a woman shouldn't be seen you know if a guy's a dominant in the relationship he's not considered bossy it's just like oh yeah he's a guy you know and if a woman did it she's a nag so um yeah so i, I really liked that it, it, it's exactly the kind of feminism that i am into where it's just about everybody be on board and this is for everybody do you know what i mean this benefits all of us so um and i felt like it was able to speak you know across the board not just even though of course the room was probably like i think 80 or 90 percent women <laughs> but um but yeah but i just thought it was the kind of the kind of uh way i like to approach it so that's why i really liked it but um but there's been backlashes there always is for everything i saw some of like why is she doing it you know like we don't need some celebrity and i'm like who gives a fuck like you know oh if, if you got like malala yusuf side to do it like you wouldn't get as many people watching it do you know what i mean like all these harry yeah. potter our kids are gonna like watch this now and learn something so that's good you need to reach people you know how they can be reached not by having you know certain figures that are of a certain high quality you know what i mean so and she's not yeah. low quality she's not like garbage or anything i mean she's a she's, I mean, she's a, got a platform so yeah the thing yeah i just the, the, that was like right off the bat you know I, in fact the I, the comment i saw was like i hate to be a negative nancy but it's like yep this is why we have a problem because there's always one of you there's actually 50 million of you like wah, wah, wah. it's not good enough and it should have all been done exactly this way the way i wanted it you know it's bad. Mm-hmm. yeah but what other backlash did you hear about uh well i heard i heard feminists saying that she talk too much about asking men to come on board and support women's rights and i so i commented like when i posted it i i said something about how in every civil rights instance you need the people who are in power the group that's in power to come alongside and speak for the oppressed yeah it just is how it works because that's how you need to relinquish your power so that other people can have some of your unearned privilege so everyone can be even that's just how it works yes 
also someone said, you know, well I, I don't like how how she asked men. Why can't we do it ourselves? And I'm like, well, can we do both? Like, can yes. we try to speak for ourselves and ask men to speak with us? It's, yeah, it was just frustrating to. Because again, it's back to equality. That. It's not equality if you're saying men can't speak about this and shouldn't be involved in this. They're part of it, you know. Exactly. So, you know, they're part of the problem. So it's like if if not the you know individually, but you know that they. We need them on board. That's the only way. Because if they have all the power, like you said, they have to relinquish some of the power. So, yeah. God, I hate that mentality. Yeah. It, it's like such a pissing contest. Annoying. Like, I'm going to prove that I can do this on my own. It's like, you know what? Men mm. can open the jar easier than a woman. It's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we can't... I mean, I, I get the sense that they're trying to say we can do this on our own in the sense I can think for myself on my own, but you can't you can't enact cultural change on your own. You no. need everyone across yeah. the spectrum to get on board. So Yeah, and maybe you can eventually do it, but you're making it way harder than it needs to be than if you got other people on board. So, yeah, yeah that's just like trying to prove something, and it, it's a disservice to the cause. So That's what I felt, too. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. God. I don't think I could do a podcast with with a irritating feminist like that, you know? You're so nice to say that I'm not an irritating feminist. Oh, of course not. So <laughs> I got called I got called a snarky bitch this last week on Facebook and um, a couple days before that someone called me um, an unreasonable bitch on uh. Facebook. And these were both men I didn't know who came to my wall through their friends commenting. Wow. And yeah. Well yeah. I won't go into why, but I'm just like, I'm sick of this. Like, you could say that I'm unreasonable, you could say I'm snarky, but when you say bitch along with it, that's just an extra, yeah. extra jab to dismiss me on base of my gender. Yeah, You know, totally. if I was a man, you wouldn't call me that. I bet you if I was, if I had a male name, you'd be agreeing with me with what I was saying. But since I'm a girl, I'm unreasonable and I'm snarky. Yeah, If I was yeah. a man, I'd be assertive and opinionated, so. Yeah. I have to say in commenting, like, as soon as you start name-calling, like, you lose. You lose. You just... I know. You totally do. Yeah. No matter what brilliance you may have said before, you just lost. Like, I've become so amazing at just staying on topic and not uh, getting personal. In fact, I got into this big fight with this, um, (laughs) with with somebody on my friend's... um, uh, We both commented on a thing and we got into this fight. Um, It was so stupid. Yeah, it was about fonts because I insulted the font on his company website ah, uh, well, what I, was the font? it was like one of the, that ugly sort of clown looking font it was so bad and like she, a, I can't do, it's an, uh, it I, wasn't comic sans it wasn't comic sans it was worse it was worse it was like a million times worse so she oh, posted wow. this picture from the website and I commented on it not knowing that the owner of the shop was going to see it and he saw it and he got this big ah, fight with me that's so funny and I just stayed on topic even though he was being he was insulting he was calling me fat he was calling my friends fat he was going and looking at my pictures and mining my pictures and saying oh, shitty no. things about no. me and everyone I knew oh, and just font? yeah over this font and I just stayed <laughs> on topic God. I just stayed on topic and kept talking about about what we were talking about and I never I never relented wow. and I was like and I mean the whole thing had me all like riled up but I wouldn't I didn't even feel like it because to me that's not what this was about you know and I didn't feel like um, yeah. insulting him personally so what anyway what a horrible person well that's the thing I in the end that guy. we kind of resolved it like... and we ended up friending each other on Facebook so. oh my gosh okay that's even funnier <laughs> yeah I wonder so, if he's listening right now <laughs> I don't think so but anyway yeah but we friended and then we played cityville and farmville together so oh my gosh you're so funny that is the best yeah because i think i just thought he's just trying to hurt so i just it didn't i didn't even take it seriously you know so i'm pretty good at taking things for what i know they are in terms of those insults it's like you don't even know me you're just trying to hurt me and it's really not working so i think having kids i got i've mellowed out about that I, there's something there's something about having kids a different perspective and I wouldn't freak out about that kind of stuff as much I mean I still yeah, do but yeah, not yeah. like the way I used to but um, what the, one of the, the guy who called me a snarky bitch he commented on when I posted that Michael Stipe is going to be teaching a course at NYU uh-huh. on how the internet like fosters something you know like cynicism or something and, and my caption was just ha 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 you know because I think <laughs> I think Michael Stipe is like a little ridiculous yeah, you know, yeah. just because he takes himself so seriously these days so yeah. anyway, I just posted that and and so this guy he comments and he's like hey guys lighten up you know Michael Stipe's a good guy and yeah 
he's a friend of mine. And so Aww. I immediately was like, ooh, he's your friend? Tell me more, you know? And, and I was just like making so much fun of him. And every time he commented, I'm like, oh, really? Say more about that. That's really cool. You know? And, and so he ended up calling me a snarky bitch. And then my friend, who's a drummer, he's like, he, mess he private messaged me. He's like, I'm not going to post in the thread, but I totally replaced that guy on a project that Michael Stipe produced <laughs> because he, he got kicked out of the band. <laughs> I was like, oh, that would be so fun to say in the thread, but we didn't do it. Wow. I know there was somebody who, uh, I don't know if they spoke to, I think somebody was asking somebody else if they knew about Neil Hamburger's Red Hot Chili Pepper jokes. And they said something yeah. like, well, yeah, maybe I would find it funny if they hadn't paid for an operation that saved my life. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. What do you do then? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yep, no, I guess you're going to think they're pretty good guys. <laughs> No argument here. <laughs> that totally changes perspective on the yes, red hot chili peppers yes. if they save your life. Yes. So pretty funny. Maybe it was just Flea that did it, but anyway, yeah. I think that person did not find uh, find RHCP jokes funny. That is so funny. Yeah. Okay, so I had a question. We've kind of talked about this like a long time ago mm -hmm. about about going to church and worship, right? Because worship just kind of does my head in, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, but um, worship is so, what we do to supergrass and that sort of thing. I, that's true. Yeah, you know, we did we did get to that too, I believe. Now that you're saying that, the last time we, oh, we talked okay. about. It. But I mean, in terms of yeah, I think that 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 was like a different a different kind of a different kind of worship. But um, yeah, so that kind of worship I get. But I mean, like actively, like every week, like the the the, the person's not there. There's nothing to actually watch or do. The person's dead, and we're like getting together and like. <laughs> You know, singing songs and praising his name and mm -hmm. hallelujah and like, you know what I mean? Like to me, like at least when we are into Supergrass or any other band, it's like we're going to see the show mm -hmm. and yes, mm -hmm. we'll talk about it and something will pop up and we get excited. But just the act of we are going to now get excited about this thing yeah. again yeah. and again and again. That's that's what that's what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I understand being excited about something, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you of all people um, do understand getting excited about something. Oh yeah, I understand more than most people. I understand is <laughs> you know. As as much as the biggest evangelical, really, but <laughs> <laughs> I am hardcore. But um, but um, so I guess like for you personally, like what do you? How do you see worship fitting into just that? Like, okay, we're going to go worship again. Like, how necessary is it? Like, it just seems like you know, if there's something that you think like Jesus had an amazing message and he was mm -hmm. so great, mm -hmm. and I love him. But like, you know, I love electricity, but I don't like get on my knees or throw my hands in there every time I turn on a fucking light mm -hmm. switch and praise Thomas Edison. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so many great, great things that have happened, great thoughts, great ideas, yeah. great inventions, but we don't spend any time, you know, batting an eye or thinking, sparing a thought for where these things came from. Mm -hmm. So what's different about, about Jesus that people have to is it because he said so that they have to keep yeah. going and worshiping every week i think <laughs> is that, that if it? he said so like that's that's stupid like that's no real worship can come from it's like um north korea where the kim jong stuff where they make them act like they give a shit or else they're gonna get killed or tortured right. you know like that's right right that's right so dumb but like I, I honestly think that there's no difference between worshiping Jesus or whatever deity and going to I'm gonna say Supergrass show just because that's how we met and we love Supergrass and we've been to shows together. Right, right. Like it's because they whatever you're worshiping like affect it, it has a profound effect on you and it's something yes. that that touches you in a very core place. Not to be dirty, right, right. Like totally, it affects your soul, it affects your DNA somehow, and that's the only way you can get excited about it. Now, when I go to like church stuff, I do not get into the jumping around. I don't even really like the thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I hate that. Really? Stuff. I always pictured you doing that. I totally oh, pictured you doing no, that. No, you didn't. No, I'm joking. Oh my no, god! I, I was like, I totally believe you. I'm like, no way. Like, I'm the one who's sitting down, and like they go, please stand. Everybody stand up. I will be the only one in the room not standing because that's how bad I don't want to stand, you know. But um, right, but right. Today, for example, I went to mass because I left work early, and there's a really beautiful Catholic cathedral near my work, and so I went in yeah. to the back. They're five. They have mass every day at 5:30, and I just like to sit in the back and, and watch it happen. And I was like, I felt like 
kind of my heart was pounding the way it does at a show for example and just kind of because I there's something there that speaks to me on a level I can't put right. words to and so um, I didn't go forward I didn't get Eucharist or anything but it's just something about being yeah. there is just emotional for me because it has something to do right, right. you know so um, and you saying that we don't really get excited about turning on lights and that sort of thing, it just made me wonder, like, what if, would we be a less depressed society if we were more grateful for little tiny things like that? Or they seem tiny, you know, Ooh. but we take them for granted so much. I just, yeah, I, yeah. I think that there's like some kind of core, and I think this might be kind of a Buddhist sentiment, is if you are grateful for just these tiny things like that, it goes a long way towards overall peace and, and yeah, you know, just yeah. happiness and joy and reflection, so... Yeah, I tried to sort of employ that somewhat, um, I think over the last year or so, where, you know, like when your phone starts getting really slow mm -hmm. and you're just like, fuck this, this is so fucked, I can't live like this, I can't tie <laughs> yes. up the browser, you know what I mean? And I'm sort of like, wait a minute, I'm Googling shit on the I-5 somewhere in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. between San Francisco and LA and answering some question or shazamming some song off the radio, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what is wrong with me that I am mad that this isn't working as fast as I needed to? Like, this is amazing, this is fucking insane like that, that we can do all this. It's like, it's going into space, you can wait five seconds, it's going all the way into space. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So I'm trying to be mellower about about it's 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 just you know the it's ridiculous. It's mm -hmm. we've been spoiled that we expect all these things to work that much. So on that level, I've been trying to not be so upset that everything's not working the way it's supposed to. You know. Yeah. So, which doesn't mean I don't get to be frustrated, but just not acting well, like this is the fucking end of the world, you know? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> our culture completely conditions us to be to be panicked about that sort of thing. And um, yeah, this is part yeah. of the reason why I love Locked Up Abroad so much on National Geographic, because it makes me so grateful. The show that I recommended to you. Yes, now look at you, you're you all caught up. I, <laughs> lo I love that show so much. It's so great. Because it's so depressing, and it makes me so grateful for this little stuff that I have, yeah. but it isn't actually that little, but you take it so for granted, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that, though, they're getting more excited about little things and, and you know, like the light coming on. I mean, that's amazing. I just it flip on the amazing. switch and the light comes on. Look what we're doing now. Like, I was all mad last week because my stupid computer that's five years old <laughs> shut itself in the middle of recording. It's like, look that we can even do this. It's so great. Yeah, I know. We so, were able to finish yeah. it on your phone and, you know. What yeah, a country! We made it work. <laughs> what a country! What a what a day! Um, and uh, that reminds me, speaking because you mentioned uh, it's like a Buddhist teaching, but I went finally after I went to that um, introductory meditation class. I went back um, uh, yesterday mm -hmm. for finally to have a so it was like a half meditation for half an hour and half Dharma talk, and um, and they were talking about concentration and where that fits into meditation practice and 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 how that relates to uh, like some people he was saying some people meditate he, he talked to a guy who had been meditating for 20 years and all he did was concentration whereas this guy was more focused on mindfulness and you know it's like some people doing it and just trying to concentrate and just kind of numb themselves but he's doing it more for the mindfulness which is I think what I'm more into I mean I want to relax and stuff but I'm really into the mindfulness element that um, that to, to achieve that so um, yeah, but, but it was fun because I had already had this on the document to ask you about this worship thing. And um, another thing I, I, I could tell just from being there, because I hadn't really, I hadn't gone to just a regular session before. It's like, I can see why, you know, not, I'm not like a joint or anything, but just, the, it just felt like a nice, peaceful sense of community there, mm -hmm. even though I didn't mm -hmm. talk to anybody, you know what I mean? So, um, so I could appreciate that, even though I have like no interest in joining like atheist church or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, but there was just something nice about just being sort of in a group of people sort of trying to sort of accomplish yeah. something similar you know and listening to something yeah so and just the, you know be all being focused on something positive was nice so um yeah. and like this podcast which is often focused on many negative elements <laughs> of society <laughs> 
turn this off right now, everybody. No, um, yeah, so I think I really, I, I, I sort of like half answered my question yesterday, just like, oh yeah, this is nice. This cool. is definitely a, an enjoyable element. But it wasn't like a worship element to it, but part of going to church has that element to it. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that part of it made, made sense to me. So... Yeah, it, and worship like kind of connotes to me the jumping around, being excited thing, and, and it's the definition's morphing for me over time. It's kind of like mindful reverence and, and reflection and being grateful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Someone told me uh, yeah. one of my yeah, reflection I get, worship I don't. You know. Yeah. One of my yeah. one of my I call yeah. her one of my guides honestly because she's she's just so she seems like she's so tapped in. But she she told me recently she said worship is loss of self consciousness. So it can be whenever mm. you're just not thinking about yourself, where you're kind of enjoying other people or enjoying the moment or looking at your cat or, huh. I, I, or laughing, you know, I really like that. So I, I like it conceptually, but then I think it's just a bit of a too much of a deviation from the word. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Or I don't know. Could it mean something different than you thought? Then, so. then I think it needs a different word. It could. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole, the whole concept is beautiful. I just don't feel like that's what worship means. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's still, I, I, I'm no fault to the concept. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't even remember how this came up recently. Well, I mean, it didn't really come up. I don't know why it, where the word popped up, but somehow the subject of butt plugs came up, and I realized I don't. I mean, I've known this all along, but I don't really understand what they're for. Okay, do you understand them? I've got in the document <laughs> butt plugs. What do we know about them? <laughs> I was like, I wonder, I can't wait to yeah, see where so this like, is going to go. I guess they're like a plug and you put it in a butt, but I don't understand why you would do that. Is that just all you do? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Do you know more information? They feel amazing. <laughs> I've heard. Thank you for checking that on. <laughs> the I've heard. <laughs> I mean, that's just what everyone oh, else I says. Oh, I see. So. Um, who was it that sent us um, someone tweeted at me this new art deco or some kind of modern Christmas tree um, exhibit in Paris that looks like a big green butt plug like Uh exactly when it's in Paris it's ginormous I'll put that on the document no I'll put it on so what's the deal is the plug just sit in the butt um, and it feels good I don't understand are you supposed to move it around it's supposed to feel extra good I'll just speak to my experience um, in the hospital when people will come in with rectal foreign bodies, is what they're called, up in their intestinal tract, and it's because they put something up there because it feels good when they're jerking off or whatever. So, like, the way they get all the way, like, like, squirreled all the way up past where the point of no return, like, where they have to come to the hospital to get them out, that's because of orgasmic contractions, like, making them squeeze up in there, you know? So, apparently, like, that's what really does it. Okay, it's recording now. Okay, listener, I just want to pause and say that we just had another incident, but I nipped it in the bud and I was able to save the file thus far, and... Last week when this happened, Stephanie was explaining about what a nurse told her about why things got stuck in people's asses. And then today, she's in the middle of explaining it again, and it fucking happened again. I think GarageBand does not want to know this. <laughs> I can't believe that that was the same thing I was talking about when I had totally. To revisit, you know, um, uh, what did we get stuck in our rectums last year, which is how we got on the subject last time. It was only because I wanted to know the answer to that question. Why, how do these things get stuck? (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah, so backpedal, go again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where should I start? Just just explain it again. Uh, How so these things. Simone was wondering, she's like, Tell me about butt plugs. Why would anyone want to put them in, in their butt in the first place? Oh, no, 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 and so I got all the butt plug. I mean, just explain that. Oh, yeah, You're in the middle okay. of explaining the tightening and the, 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 um, the orgasmic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why, did, why is this stuck? It, it gets stuck. Okay. Whatever you've got up your ass, up your arse, 
um, is like halfway up there, but when you start to <laughs> the when you oh my god okay um yeah I, i'm just gonna use the technical word orgasmic contractions like make whatever it is like like a balloon like with a marble in it you just go squeeze 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 and like there you go you can't even reach it anymore so you have to come into the hospital because it's right. like all the way up in your lower intestine basically wow. so that's i guess it feels good enough to get it there and i've heard like with the what are those beads called um that benoit balls or what is that anal beads is that what they're called anal beads and there's benoit balls that my coworker alicia used to talk about where you like um yank them out right as you're coming and uh-huh. it's supposed to feel amazing so, right. <laughs> so there's that but um the moral of the story and this is for what they keep telling people in the hospital they're like just don't put anything that's irretrievable up there like it has to be on a string or something yeah. <laughs> string like and your muscles have contracted around it like will they eventually eventually weaken and and release the thing or i don't know yeah i don't know because i mean most of these people who come in it's been up there like a couple days at least because that's how badly they were hoping it would come out and they wouldn't have to go to the doctor yeah yeah god oh well thank you for that because i always just picture these butt plugs like just sitting around the outside rim of the butt just like a plug in a sink like a pacifier yeah yeah i said like a plug in a sink but sure if you want to go with pacifier (laughs) why not (laughs) pacifier for grown-ups for fully adjusted functional members of society yes So, um, uh, a few weeks ago, have you seen this? Uh, there was, there's been a porno done of the room. No. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, they've, yeah, they've recreated it. Uh, you know, it's only like 35 minutes or so. And so, like, there's a trailer for it, so we can put the trailer. The trailer is, um, is, 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 is free to be viewed by anybody. It's safe for work, pretty much, except there's some swearing in it. But, um, yeah, so I watched it, and, um... Uh, it was funny though because I was watching it and Quincy was walking around I realized oh he's too like aware of what's going on now like I mean he didn't see anything but I like you know, these people like fucking and moaning I was like I better, I better turn this extra down you know but um <laughs> but um yeah so like you know it's not, it had some like scenes so the opening scenes are just sort of you know spoofs of that of the, of the room and then Johnny comes home and then he and Lisa start fucking you know and then they just oh, keep God. fucking and fucking and fucking for like half an hour and I just realized like anytime we see any porn like it's kind of like ooh for like the first few minutes and then it gets so boring like do you find it boring yes, yes. okay you just kind of skip to like like maybe the last 80% and you watch like 80 to 90% and they're like okay that's it yeah that's how I did I think I watched about 80% and I'm like I've hated this for most of this time like this is so dull you know so um mm-hmm. it's not that I don't I'm not I don't find it interesting or fun to watch people fucking but it's just I don't know something so boring about it you know it's just I don't know totally so anyway and then there's a good scene at the end but um anyway yeah the room porn it's out there and it's free to watch so what do the actors look like like how or they kind of just parodying Tommy they're just and parodying Lisa, it or? just like a, a guy yeah. with like a black wig and um a girl she has a blonde wig but yeah and there's a guy that plays Mark and a guy that plays a woman that plays Claudette who isn't very old and just has sort of a gray-haired wig on <laughs> she says oh my she, gosh amazing she, she says she says that she has the best line she goes I def- I got the results of the test back I definitely have breast enhancements and then she lifts her shirt up <laughs> Oh no! So there's some great dialogue um, uh, like that. But I think that's the best line. I definitely have breast enhancements. She does, right? Yeah, she totally does. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but going back to what we were just talking about with things getting stuck in the butt, um, Greg sent me this uh, this article today, which I was delighted to receive. Um, Italian couple hospitalized after sex in the sea got them stuck together. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How? How? Okay. An 
Italian couple having sex in the sea were hospitalized after they ended up getting stuck together due to suction. The duo was reportedly uh-uh. taking an amorous dip near Porto San Giorgio in the eastern marsh region of Italy when the man found himself unable to disengage. <laughs> Red-faced, the entangled pair remained in the Adriatic Sea's water for several minutes before catching the attention of a woman walking along the shore. She gave them a towel and the connected twosome struggled to walk back to the land. A medic was called and they were soon rushed to hospital where doctors helped to dilate the woman's uterus so the man could safely detach. (laughs) Stop it. I cannot believe this happened. No. I hope it's true. It's always in the daily news. I don't know if that's legit. How do you dilate her uterus? I don't know. Duck to wow. Yeah. I'm gonna ask um, the dong doctor about this. What yeah, he thinks yeah, about yeah. this. He would be good for that. He totally would. So I yeah. heard about this last week uh, or during the week, um, and uh, I, I found out I guess that people have a hatred towards brunch, and I didn't understand it. But then I thought, I bet <laughs> Stephanie hates brunch. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I hate saying it. I hate that word so much. But I love everything else about oh, good, it. Good, so good. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. What what were they saying the reason I was? I think people, people think it's it. overpriced, there's always lines, there are idiots there and oh. what's the point of it? And somebody in the comment the actual my friend had <laughs> posted my point? friend Frank had actually posted an article saying, Fuck you, brunch haters, like, you know, just shut up. Just ah. find find something else to do. Like that was that was what he yeah, was posting. Seriously. And then and then um, another friend posted like, What's wrong with breakfast? And I was like no, no. See, I never get up in time to have breakfast with anybody. And it's always going to be like around 11 a.m. And at that time, yeah, mm-hmm. breakfast or lunch, you know. I haven't had a meal yet. Maybe mm-hmm. I want breakfast. Maybe the other person already ate. You know what I mean? I, that's why I think brunch is great. I <laughs> think it's there to please everybody. But I haven't got into this whole like bottomless mimosa scene or anything like that. So um, I think I just see it as a functional meal. So I, I never had a problem with it. I didn't understand there was a problem with it till a few days ago. But I guess brunch hating is a thing but um i never knew there was a problem with it we had an amazing brunch here in seattle at portage bay that's another word i hate to say portage yeah. anyway <laughs> it was where you ran into trevor from mr bungle oh, yeah yeah do you remember yes, that restaurant yes, yes so yeah so that was a really good brunch i thought yes, and then we got our nails that done was, after that. that was fun. that was a good a good brunch um, yeah, that place was pretty excellent. But, you know, now I think about it, it's like I don't ever get up at the, you know, on days I'm not working, I'm not getting up really early. No. So I guess I would have brunch, except I'm too tired. So if I, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you can have brunch at like, 11, you can have brunch at 1. Like, it's all sort of brunch, you know? If you haven't had a first meal yet, that can be like your first meal. And I, I like that somebody can yeah. want breakfast food and that's available, or they can have a burger if they want, you know? Pancakes, burgers, it's all there. I can't believe anyone's complaining about this. Yeah. They should be complaining about the word brunch. That's a terrible, terrible word. Why is it word. a bad word? And it's it's way the best better. word. It's so annoying. No. It's just that, but you know what? It's probably because it's such like a thing, a Southern proper lady junior league thing that my mom always talked about. Oh. I bet you that's why I hate I it. I think I remember it's when I first like, heard it. I was like, wow. And then I wanted to have the word <laughs> lunner or lina. <laughs> I know. Or, yeah. I would call it lunfest. My mom's like, no, it's brunch. <laughs> That's so. That doesn't sound like foods involved. It sounds. It sounds very hefty. It sounds like an IKEA piece of furniture or something. It totally does. Well, anyway, I I I think it's a it's a great word, just like spork. Do you hate spork as well? Ah, spork is a really good word. Right, and brunch is great in the same way. Just is what it says. Funny that we mentioned liner or lunner, but there used to be an AMP ad where um. Uh, these people at AMPM deciding what to uh, what to, whether something was breakfast or breakfast or lunch, and then liner or lunner. And then this guy walks in and goes, "It's lunner." And that guy used to go to trivia with us, and like I recognized him before I even saw him at trivia. Like it's the guy from the AMPM ad who says lunner. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Why do I remember these things? I saw him eating at a restaurant once, and I was like, oh, it's the guy. And Craig's like, what are you talking about? So, anyway, I love the word brunch and the meal. So, there you have it. Oh, you said the word meal. (laughs) Well, I don't enjoy the meal if it's too moist. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
David gets actively mad at me. He's like, your list of words you hate grows longer every day. He's like, there's nothing I can say. <laughs> this morning I was drinking his coffee. I was like, I'm just gonna have a little bit of your coffee. And then I said something, you know, I, I, I tried to him for some word he said. He goes, give that back. And he grabbed his coffee back from me after I yelled at him for saying the word. I deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on that note, we will wrap things up. Um, thank you so much for going to dongtini.com and clicking through the Amazon link whenever you buy dog food and lube and butt plugs on Amazon, which I know <laughs> our listener demographic does a lot of. Um, I want to go see if there are butt the plugs line. on Amazon now, but I don't want it to keep coming up in my recently searched. <laughs> oh, what is it? Huh? What is it you've been recently no, searching No, I said I want to search for bug butt plugs on Amazon to see if they have them, oh. but then I don't <laughs> want it to keep coming up in my recently searched and then suggesting all these sex toys to me. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thank kidding. you. Yeah, it's the price we pay for... for investigative journalism um call the dong line 323-301-DONG DONG is in wiener DONG is in wiener very good and until next time bye Simone bye Stephanie bye, bye. bye.